Hey y'all, this is Carly. And Lex. This week on The Bouch, we had Nick Brooks, writer, director, giving us the one-on-one on storytelling, bringing your ideas to life, and being audacious in the filmmaking yeah. industry. <laughs> hey y'all, happy Monday, or whatever day it is that you're listening to this. Welcome to The Couch. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're having a good 2020 thus far. Um, Carly... We have a guest with us today. We do. We have a guest. Um, first, if you rock with us, please make sure you leave us a review. Five stars only, of course. And if you feel so led to leave us a comment, please make sure that it's amazing. We really appreciate you. Screenshot and then share the podcast with anyone who's listening um, or who please. you think should listen. Um, I'm just really excited because I have one of my friends and someone who super inspires me in a lot of areas. My friend, Nick Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you for having me i'm excited to be here super Thanks happy for being to have here you. where do you know i'm from so i met nick in undergrad at mm. the university of oklahoma and yeah so in oklahoma it's just funny that i meet random people in oklahoma I thought you said you went to howard so he did story not <laughs> adding <laughs> up yeah, story's yeah. not <laughs> adding up early so he did but nick was one of those people that was just mad cool but like we weren't friends like we see each other like hey but we weren't really friends in undergrad um but he was super dope i always knew him for music he was a rapper like made music producer anything with music mm-hmm. like him and the homie nate um that's what they did but then he went to howard and then we reconnected recently um out here in la mm-hmm. like yo like we both out here mm-hmm. let's just you know get lunch and Started talking and couldn't stop talking. Um, I thought you were about to say, let's get lit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, it's super dope because, like I said, we kind of knew each other. But after, like, sitting down and talking to him and realizing, like, all the dope things he has going on and just, like, mm-hmm. um, like our goals are very similar and in alignment with building up the community and just giving back and doing a whole bunch of dope things. And so that's my introduction for Nick. Um, and I wish I remember which episode it was, but we did shout him out because he's also an author. So we talked about his book as part of a shout out one time and Carly did. I'm sure it was like a little speech too about that. Um, so that's him or this is him rather. <laughs> um, and then we'll get into that, of course, too later. Perfect. Well, thank you for the introduction. I'm excited to be here. I um, want to know why you was in Oklahoma <coughs> after we just talked about D.C. for 20 <laughs> minutes. Well, I was trying to get out of D.C. <laughs> same, same. <laughs> I was trying to get away, you know what I mean? And uh, I had a great time in Oklahoma, met some great people, but ultimately had to end up going back home. You know how that is, mm-hmm. financial mm-hmm. stuff and mm-hmm. all of that. So my mom was a professor at Howard, and uh, so I got remission. So she was like, look, it's not working uh, out. So you was really kind of just trying to avoid it, but you knew you had that in your pocket, too. Well, yeah. So uh, after my first year at uh, Oklahoma, she started working there. And I had a scholarship. Oh, OK. And um, it basically ran out. And by the time uh, I was eligible for remission is when the scholarship. So, you know, everything happened for a reason. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like mm-hmm. one, of those, one of those timing things. And she was like, well, look, I've been here for two years now. Come on back home. And, and, and you know, the rest is history. So you do a lot of stuff, um, but how would you describe what what you do? Like if like if I was say, hey Nick, can you give us a mini introduction about yourself? Like what would you say? Gotcha. I would say I'm a author, filmmaker, and uh, real estate developer. Okay. Yeah, yeah, That's and also an educator as well. Yeah. Yeah. Is that. Is that I don't know if that sums it up well. But no, no, that that's perfect. Because <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I would keep rambling, but that's a great way to summarize everything. Um, when we think about episodes and guests, we always want to have dope people. So check. But then we also want to make sure that our listeners, that you guys walk away with things that are actionable, things that pour back into you and fill your cup and help you elevate to the next level. Um, and I was talking to Nick about a lot of the amazing things that he does. 
and like, okay, of all the things that you do, like, what is it, you know, that is your thing or that you want to share that you want to talk about? And he mentioned um, doing a deep dive into the creative process and talking about filmmaking from start to finish. Mm -hmm. And so of all the things that you do, like, why is that the thing that you want to share? Yeah. Um, I think it's just the thing I'm most passionate about. Um, <clears throat> I just love filmmaking. Uh, stems from my relationship with my dad. Uh, I didn't see him often. I saw him maybe growing up, like maybe once a month or so. But every time I saw him, all we did was watch movies. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like he was broke, so we just sat at the house and watched movies, watched TV. But um, it was something. I mean, just as a kid, I remember that was what gave me a lot of joy. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, as an adult now, I know that that's what I want to do. I want to be a filmmaker. I want to tell stories, um, and it's the the thing that's on my heart the most. Um, and I feel like I'm really good at it. I feel like I'm really good at storytelling. Um, and so. That's kind of that's kind of the drive. That's that's the main thing, the main focus. Which part of filmmaking is your focus? So I'm a writer director. Okay. Um, right now I'm finishing up at USC, getting my master's in uh, film and TV production. Um, and so coming out, I'm actually looking to you know direct my first feature film later this okay. year. So, well, that's uh, good because I'm I'm glad that um you want to talk about the creative process as a writer then because I think that is uh something. And I want you to correct me if you don't think it's true, but I think it's something that people kind of can have the art of storytelling. But also, I think there's a lot of skill involved in good writing. And like a lot of times people think they like they can write a script or write something. And then it's like, yeah, all of a sudden this doesn't even feel like real words, like what people really say. Um, we can watch stuff on TV now. And because a lot of my friends are um, filmmakers in this area as well, like we watch it and we're like, uh, like we can criticize everything. And so I, I am very interested in. Like, how do you create? How do you find your ideas? How do you flesh things out? Yeah, we can talk about all, all of, of it. it. And, yeah. then, and I mean, just really quick to your point, I think you're right. Everybody has the innate ability to tell a mm -hmm. story. Like, even when you're recounting, like, a car accident, right? Mm -hmm. You start, you have a, be a beginning, middle, and end, like, just naturally. Uh, but to your point, it's like the, the skill part is, like, in the structure or you know, character arcs, all these little things mm -hmm. that we might, that might not be top of mind, but, but the, the general structure of a story, we all kind of have that innate ability. So it's just about like tapping into it um, or, you know, learning the skills and, and putting it to work. And that also helps connect why you said author first, because I was wondering if filmmaking was so passionate for you, why you would say author, but I guess with writing and directing as your focus, that all makes sense too. Well, you know, I like to say that I'm a storyteller. Like, okay, I, okay, mm. yeah. I was trying to, I was trying to give you a broader, but yeah. at, the, at the end of the day, I'm a storyteller hundred mm. percent because even like Carly spoke to with me doing music. Like if you ever listen to my music, yeah, I'm a hundred percent a storyteller. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm straight up storyteller, J. Cole, Kendrick, DMX. Like that's give my kind of Give us a couple example bars. Right now? <laughs> no, I'm just nah, playing with you, nah. to be honest. I don't even want to hear that, to be nah. honest. I'm going to be here like, mm. yeah, I'm going to put everybody some cricket like, noises on the, on the video. Like, <laughs> you're like, that's, it, that's what he got? <laughs> yeah, everybody going to be stuck in deep thought. No, nah, no, nah, I'm a, I'm a oh, storyteller. Damn. So uh, I think in Can we link to something in the show notes, too? Absolutely. Whatever we'll, you want us yeah, to link we'll, to. We'll do that. We'll do that. Okay. But um, in, in every kind of facet of, of what I do is always about telling a story. You know, whether it's education, whether it's film whether it's music whether it's the you know the adventures of yanni that's all storytelling awesome and so you always knew you were a storyteller you know i had this affinity for movies like with your dad and growing up but then you were a rapper so how did you get into filmmaking like did you know that was always your end goal or yeah um i didn't necessarily know it was my end goal um at first i thought rap was the end goal you Kay. know um <laughs> then i made a kind of a pivot to uh to writing you know mm -hmm. i was it's one of these things as a creator where, like, you're working a job, but you have this passion. You know what I mean? And yeah. not to say that me being an educator was just a job because it was something I fell in love with, which is what caused the pivot to the, you know, to Yanni. Mm -hmm. um, 
And so when I started doing Yanni. Yanni's um, the children's book. My children's book, 100%. Yeah. Um, started doing Yanni and, you know, it did it did well enough for me where I felt like I didn't need to just have the job to be a creative. Like mm-hmm. I, I had Yanni. And so when that happened, I was like, okay, what do, I still didn't feel filled, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Yanni, Yanni was great, but I still, it was still something like, like I need to, I need to get something off. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and I was like, it just, it just came. I was like, yo, I want to make a film. And so, uh, I wrote a, I wrote a short film. Uh, this was in Dallas, Texas. I filmed it. And Triple D. Yeah. And it was, uh, an amazing experience. And I'm, I'm sure as y'all know, as creatives, like when you have, like, Another thing I like to, I got a bunch of like fucking phrases and shit. Mm-hmm. But another thing I like to call myself <laughs> is an alchemist because like mm-hmm. the idea of alchemy is like taking something that's valueless and making it like priceless, right? And so as a creative, you know, just having an idea has no value to anyone. But then taking that idea and making it priceless is like the process of alchemy. So I, I like to say that, that cre- as creators, we are alchemists. And so, but that feeling you get when you take that idea and you, and you, bring it to life that's like a feeling like it's a high that you don't get doing mm-hmm. anything else you know what i'm saying and so when i made that film you know doing rap you record a song is you kind of get that high i made my first film and i and it was like t- you know on another level and so i was like yeah this is this is what i want to do and so that's kind of how i got to that what projects have you done or is that the only um major yeah, so project you have right now so that project was called hoop dreaming um i did another project called the legend of john henry mm-hmm. based on the folktale of john henry um y'all i'm sure y'all familiar with mm-hmm. um then I have a film coming out this year uh, called B, which is a story of a young black girl going to uh, an affluent all-white school and struggling to be accepted. Um, so those are the the three shorts that I have. Um, and then, uh, like I said, I'm in development for my first mm-hmm. feature film. It's called We Were Born Kings. Uh, it's a story of a young man who uh, is kicked out of his house by his mom the same summer his dad gets out of prison. And so him and his father are kind of forced to reconnect. And, uh, mm-hmm. and young Titus learns a lesson in manhood. Have yeah. you seen any of his shorts, Carly? Um, I haven't. Okay. Yeah. I haven't. Are there anywhere for people to see, or have you submitted them to Absol- anything? Absolutely, yeah. So, so Who Dreaming did pretty well. We mm-hmm. were runner-up in the Forbes 30 Under 30. That was probably the, the biggest festival we were in. Well, we were also Ooh. in the International uh, Children's Film Fest uh, up in San Francisco, which mm-hmm. is a pretty big mm-hmm. deal. Um, B has already been selected for two festivals. It's, like I said, Good. it's unreleased. Um, it just came out. Well, it, it hasn't come out, but I just wrapped it late last year. Um, and, uh, so yeah, B, I'm really excited about, um, fingers crossed I'm going to get into ABFF. That's one I'm really looking at, um, trying to get it to HBO. And, uh, yeah, so definitely done a lot of festivals. Mm -hmm. Um, in fact, when B, there's a festival here, this is the, uh, Pan-African Film Fest. I'll make sure y'all get an invitation. It's, Mm -hmm. uh, that takes place. Yeah, I have a a friend who has some stuff in there too. Okay, Mm -hmm. no, no, yeah, yeah. So I'll make sure, you know, y'all got to come, you've heard the invitation Mm -hmm. and you beat me to the punch. (laughs) Um, well, I'll still take mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on out, and that'll be the premiere. That'll be the LA premiere of of B. Oh, cool, yeah, awesome. Yeah, because yeah, that is coming up, right? The that yeah, it'll be this. Festival. Yeah, it'll be this spring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that's so, exciting. So hopefully, yeah, y- y'all can come through. Okay. Oh, that yeah. is exciting. And so, how are you able to, or is this in conjunction with your studies, like that you are able to do this and use that, you know, for your projects and things? It, it is. Um, uh, it is because. I'm meeting the network at school, the people mm-hmm. I meet, you know, the people that I grew up with are people that I meet at school that come and, and kind of mm. help me with my project. So there's some other shorts that I've done that are that are more specific for school that, <clears throat> you know, it, it, there's a ton of them. I've done like 10, you know what I mean? I can talk all about mm-hmm. them. But those are those the three I named are like the three big ones. And those are the ones I kind of produce, executive produce. It's your of. concepts. Yeah, you know, that I take. And again, that, that idea of taking that idea and bringing it to life is tough. And this is something I'm going to have to, 
you know, and all filmmakers and, and going to have to get accustomed to. But once you have that idea and you go into like a studio yeah. and USC kind of acts as the studio at USC, they start changing your shit and mm-hmm. <laughs> like not letting you do what you really want to do and giving you all types of, you know. So the ideas that I'm really precious about, I like to kind of keep for myself and I just I just do it, kind of do it on my own. No, that makes sense. So you talk about um, this idea of alchemy and like taking these ideas and turning it into a short. So yeah. when you first did that, like what did that process look like? Yeah. How'd you get the inspiration? Like where'd you start? Yeah, I think it starts with the script 100%. Like you got to have a story down. I think once you have a really, really solid script, probably like 75% of the work is done. Like you can expect to have a at least a decent project. You know what, what makes I mean? a solid script? Mm-hmm. <coughs> I don't agree with that at all. <laughs> There's too many things you could botch up. The yeah. I, mm-hmm. There, there is, but the thing about, and that, and that gets into, well, was the script actually solid? Because, well, but me, because the camera work has to show has to show your story too, and like how you do things. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. For me, what makes the story solid is like the emotional connection that I mm-hmm. that I get to the, that I have with the characters, right? Mm-hmm. And so I've seen some really bad work, right? Some yeah. really, really bad work, but I still feel this character, and I still think about that story. Mm-hmm. And so even though it's not something I might see on TV or or you know this and that because you know i go to sleep at night and i still think about that character and to me that's a, that's a successful that's a successful mm-hmm. film and so i think it definitely 100 percent starts with the script <coughs> has to be great um it has to draw us in it has to give us an emotional connection to the character to your question of like what makes a solid story mm-hmm. um from there uh it's about finding the right people to work with to, mm-hmm. to your point of like you know botching things up you want to make sure you have you know a solid cinematographer and a solid set design i mean all really all every editor. single editor Ooh. every single role is so crucial mm-hmm. um set design wardrobe make hair and makeup like you want to make sure that you're surrounding yourself with a whole team that's going to take this script and help you bring it to life um producer right and then uh from there you know you go into pre-production you start casting and start you know finding your locations and mm-hmm. how long is this process well for me, uh, on a short film, like, so B is about 17 minutes long. That was that was a long process just because, mm-hmm. again, I had to make sure the script was was right. And so mm-hmm. that one, I went into a partnership with a young lady that I was working with. Um, she actually came to me with the idea of B. And um, we worked on that script, I want to say, for about four months. Um, again, just because I wanted to make sure it was 100% solid. Mm-hmm. But from, from there, once the, once the script was good, pre-production maybe took... It took about six weeks, um, and then we filmed it uh, over four days, uh, but our four days were broken up into uh, two different weekends. Um, and then post, to be honest, post is like... The longest. Yeah, post is the longest mm-hmm. process, really, because, I mean, that's 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 where the film is really made. You know what I mean? Yeah. They say, like, a film is written three times, you know, on paper, you know, when shooting in, in mm-hmm. the editing room. And then so the post process was the longest. That took about, that took probably like three months. Mm-hmm. And there's still things I'm going back and I'm like, ah. Were you able to fund it yourself or did you find outside funding? I so think that's what slows a lot of people up too. It, it does, 100%. Um, I actually funded, so I, my lead actress was an uh, executive producer as well. Okay. So that was that was a <laughs> blessing. It's like, and she's somebody I worked with before. She was in actually in uh, Legend of John Henry, so she's seen my work. Mm-hmm. She's seen the success that it had. She trusted me. She trusted my mm-hmm. vision as a director. And she wanted to she wanted to do more work. And so I said, well, I have this project be. Um, if you want, well, one, you have the lead role anyway, you know what I mean? Like that was a given, but she also wanted to come on as an executive producer, um, just to, you know, one, to start getting her, her practice up doing that. But then two, 
for any benefits on the back end that she might be able to reap for that. So we we split it. It was me and her, and uh, that's how we funded that one. But mm-hmm. finding money is tough. That's that's actually the the part I'm doing now for the mm-hmm. feature. Like I'm yeah. already reaching mm-hmm. out to like people that I know, people in my network, trying to get me- meetings with people so I can start getting funding because that's like obviously you can't do anything with right. <laughs> without yeah. the money. Like yeah. So uh, that's that's what I'm working on now. But I will say for anybody who is who wants to be a filmmaker, like don't let that stop you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if so, Hoop Dreaming for the success that Hoop Dreaming had, I made Hoop Dreaming with two hundred dollars. Mm. Yeah, and it doesn't wow. look, it doesn't look like it at all. Who Dream is actually what got me a full ride to USC. I got a scholarship to USC. I got a scholarship from George Lucas, who's the creator of Star Wars, and um, I got a James Bridges and a Jack Larson Award for for writing and directing. And Who Dreaming was one of the projects I did that 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 got me that, and I made that mm-hmm. film for two hundred dollars. You know what I mean? It flipped into however much USC mm-hmm. degree lot, is worth, right? It's a lot. So you you see what I'm saying? Like, don't let that stop you. Calling your favors. You know what I'm saying? See who you know. Mm-hmm. What can you barter? You know, like. Just don't let not having the capital, uh, the liquid capital, don't let that stop you if that's something that you're really passionate about. Um, I kind of want to go back to the storytelling aspects of it, um, if that's kind of where your focus is. Because when you named some of the shorts that you've worked on and are working on, sounds like they kind of have uh, common themes or certain concepts that you like to focus on. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that? Like what's the themes and concepts that's important to you and, and what you want to bring out in your storytelling? Yeah, I think... A big thing in a lot of my a lot of my stuff is uh, the idea of coming of age. Um, mm-hmm. I think everything I've worked on has been like a coming of age story. Mm-hmm. It's been a story of struggle, you know what I mean, and um, a story of acceptance. Um, and those things come, f- you know, from my own shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. those things come from things that probably I'm that's on my mind or that I'm working through or things that 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 really mean a lot to me. I mean, I have other stories that are more, you know, what they call high concept mm-hmm. that are. Not maybe not as much theme driven, but those ones that are really dear to me again that emotional connection. Those they kind of center around those things. Like teenagers is like the main character kind of. Or yeah, yeah, exactly. People of color or what about people of like color that? for sure. People of color, um, yeah, people of color always not always, but so far mm-hmm. they've all they've they've all been people of color. Always, you know, preteen, teenager, young mm-hmm. adult. Those are definitely the the realms I like to focus on. Um, again, just that that coming of age story. Um, it's what I relate most to. You know what I mean? I'm, I, I have a lot of life to live, and I feel like probably the most pivotal pivotal moments in my life came during those mm-hmm. get, during those mm-hmm. times. And so those are the things that I'm still like. Again, it's also like a little bit of like therapeutic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you know, some of the things I write and some of the stories I want to tell. Also, knowing the people who look like me and people in my network and in my community. You know, I'm telling. I'm also telling stories that I know they want to see. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, stories that will inspire them and lift them up. So. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's the coming of age is definitely my bag right now. What are your, um, what's the word? I can't think of it's escaping me. Like when, um, certain people in their art, they put a little thing like throughout their, their work. Like, is there any, uh, anything specific? Like like you really try to put in stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, like your calling card type thing. uh Is there any like, oh, they always, this kind of thing always happens or see a symbol or something. Yeah. Um, not, not particularly. I mean, I like to do, I mean, some of my camera work, you could kind of say is like that. Like I like to do yeah. like the, the, you really see the style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, I, I like to do a lot of movement. I like to do a lot of movement. I like to do a lot of close ups, a lot of long lens. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of a style that's like emerging anyway. And it's kind of like the, yeah. new, the new auteur, like look, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Kind of indie look. Um, I, th- I would say though, to, to, to really answer your question, it, it would probably be in like the, the dialogue. You know what I mean? Like, or the, the texture of the film. Like, I think a lot of my films 
are, are really authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, and this actually comes from, from, from writing the lyrics is like the way I write dialogue is very lyrical. So like, yeah, yeah the one thing that people like people in my program, professors, everything that they, that they will definitely say about my work is like on the page, when you read my script, it like really, they, they all love my writing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, because it's, Again, it's, it's it's lyrical in a sense, and I think that comes from writing music, and so that's kind of been a benefit I've had. Yeah. But um, that's something that if anybody reads my work at school, they're like, "Oh yeah, Nick wrote this." You know what <laughs> I mean? Can, when you say uh, your writing is authentic, do you tend to focus on your characters being from a certain place that you're familiar with, or does it mean take a lot of research? I kind of like I'm asking a lot about the writing because yeah. I kind of want to get some tips on like how do you write a good story or how do you put these concepts together? Yeah. So you know. I guess the first thing is like writing what you know or like mm-hmm. writing something that you're close to so that you can build characters that feel dynamic, mm-hmm. um, build characters in, in real life situations um, or, or things that are unique, things mm-hmm. that are not, um, you know, try. Is that step oh. one? I guess lo- I'll let you yeah, start. Like, you what's start? step one about, yeah. man, kind of have a story and I don't know what the idea might be first. Maybe you're thinking about a, something happening. Maybe yeah. you're thinking about a person, but like, what do you do to write this out? And I think I would take it even a step back yeah, before yeah. that. Like, I have, you know, who dream and be, you know, uh, we are, what is it? We are kings. Uh, we were born kings. We were born kings. Yeah. That they all start off like, oh, I have this character in mind mm-hmm. that they need to go through, so or did I have this transition? So, so I'll give you an example. We were born kings is based on a true story, okay. right? Um, when I was teaching, and I don't want to get, I don't want to mm-hmm. bring it, bring it down too much, but when I was teaching, uh, this really happened with a student that I had. Uh, mm-hmm. He was struggling in school. His father came out of prison, um, and we started working together. The, te- the, the student made a huge turnaround. Like, mm-hmm. he got really, really like happy you know um he was becoming successful and uh one day i went to school and the, the principal pulled me aside and said hey ortez's dad was just killed in a triple homicide oh, wow. and so to this day it's, it's been probably one of the most heartbreaking things you know that that i've seen uh and even a step further i had to i had to tell him like three weeks went by and he was like mr brooks what did i do wrong and i'm like what do you mean he's like well how come we don't meet with my dad anymore and so nobody had even told him. And he was he was he, a, he didn't know. He, and you said his dad had got out now, or was that your story? Sorry. No, no. His dad his dad had got uh-huh. out of prison, and we were working together. But it, but his dad was his dad was killed, and so oh, the man. the kid was in a really tough like home situation. Mm-hmm. Um. And so yeah. So like so for to your question, yeah. we were born kings. It comes from a real place. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It comes from a real story. It comes from, and so when I'm writing and I'm thinking about this kid, you know, there's some there's layers and there's uh you know. There's there's interactions that that I really had, and so that's to, for your question. Like that's kind of the first place I start. Like either a personal experience, something I've seen, something I've read. Um, like for B, um, Morgan Jefferson was the writer. She came to me. This was a real experience she had. Like when she when she first like moved out to the suburbs and went to this yeah. new school, nobody would talk to her. You know, she's a young black black woman. Nobody would. And at this time, I think she might have been like eight or whatever. But that was a real experience. Um, and so I think when you're, when you're wondering like, okay, what's the first step? Like, think about, I think, think about that, that experience that, that, that sticks with you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or that Your story, story that you have to tell. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That story that sticks with you. Think about that. And maybe that'd be a good place to start because that's something that you're going to, you're going to really pour hard into. And when you, again, like when you ask what makes a good story, it's got that emotional connection. And so if you have a story in your heart that's you are that's like that's, that's half the battle the, the emotional connection is there so that's kind of the first place i start um step one for me right now uh i like to make sure my my structure is pretty tight so i do an outline mm-hmm. i think that's i think an outline is probably 
your best friend, like going into writing a script. Um, I can't imagine doing a script without an outline. Um, so I'm starting act one, you know what I mean? Act two, act three. Um, if you're not too familiar with structure, there's a lot of books on structure, you know, um, on like how do you structure a script? What does an act look like? What is a inciting incident? You know, so I'll, I'll, I'll give you give you some of those things. Um, so the one thing is like the inciting incident, right? Like what's the thing that happens that is about to start this character's journey, right? Mm -hmm. um, so like in Shrek, it would be, you know, when uh, all the animals show up at his swamp. Like that's the that's like the yeah. it's like that's the inciting incident. <laughs> you gotta have that. You gotta have that first like, okay, we see we, we see that his life is like it's when your character's life changed basically. Like mm -hmm. the first the first moment we get a glimpse of change. Um so you want your inciting incident, um, and then you want your lock into the story. So your lock into the story would be when like when Shrek goes to the king and says, Hey, get these people out, and he says, Okay, we'll go get the princess. Like now we know what the story's about mm -hmm. to be about. It's about mm -hmm. him going to get the princess. So you got your inciting incident, your lock into the story. Um, and then you have I could keep going on, but then you have uh, that's pr that pretty much takes you to your second act, and that's what everything your film is going to be about. So in Shrek, it's all about this journey to get this princess. Um, and so once you're there, you know, you you you're on your way. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so I don't know the answer your question, but step one, finding the, finding the story you're connected to. Step two, making sh doing the outline, making sure your structure's tight, mm -hmm. um, and then in that outline, making sure you're having your exciting incident, making sure you have your uh, your lock into the story, things like that. Um, and if you don't know structure, get in the book, looking up structure, figuring out how to, because that's something you mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes, like there's real stuff to learn. There's real, there's real and stuff. you think that you think you know how to write because you're watching stuff. But it's a lot. I think a lot of people don't really connect that that's what it is. Like, oh, yeah. starting with an inciting, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like thinking about what it is. But what I want to ask you too is, at what level do we stick to structure, and at what level do we get creative? Or like think about a lot of shows now that are more, um, and this is shows not necessarily features, so maybe it's not the same. But yeah. a lot of shows now are more air quote random to where you mm -hmm. think it's about this, and it changes, and it changes, and it changes. You like know, when like when Ned Stark head got cut off. <laughs> like what makes um <laughs> but like what you know what do you follow and what do you do of your own yeah i mean i think i think it varies from situation to situation like somebody who talked a lot about that was a uh, greta greta gerwig who did uh lady bear i think i'm pronouncing her last name right but she uh actually did like a podcast on literally all on structure mm -hmm. and because a lot of people say lady bird doesn't follow a traditional structure um and so again it it kind of varies but I would say at the end of the day, the one thing that has to be true is your mm -hmm. audience has to, your, your audience kind of, there has to be a tension in the story. And this is, again, mm -hmm. what I've learned. There has to be, there has to be some type of tension of like what they call like a hope versus a fear. What do I hope and what, do, what am I afraid of? Mm -hmm. And if your story doesn't have any tension, then you don't have a story, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So even the, if the structure isn't perfect to like save the cat or whatever, you have to have a central tension. If you don't have a tension, the audience is not going to care about mm -hmm. what happens. Okay. Um, and I heard you speak about some shows. I know, like, you know, there's there's a lot of shows, and so, I think what or you even like an Atlanta or something, for example, or um, like. Uh, and so Atlanta's Atlanta's actually interesting. Family Guy type style, you know, how it's just like wherever. Yeah, yeah, Atlanta Atlanta's interesting because um, there might not be a, like a a traditional season arc, but every single episode. Has mm -hmm. has like a very very clear structure. Actually, it's uh is is mm -hmm. you know right from the jump of the episode we know what it's gonna be about. We're watching Earn or whoever go through this journey, mm -hmm. and so Atlanta structure is kind of like uh, a character wants something, 
They go mm-hmm. through a journey to get it. And then they come out on the other end uh, having that thing, but they've changed in some way. That's that's mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. how. Or sometimes they don't get it. Or, they change. Or, they don't or, get or, it. or sometimes <laughs> they don't get it, but they change in yeah. some way. Um, and mm. the times that they don't get it a lot of times is they, they change in a way that's that we're that we're happy about. They mm-hmm. change in a way that we, we knew mm-hmm. that character needed that change. Um and so that's kinda that's kind of the structure of Atlanta. Um and that's I mean, to be honest, that's the general structure of er- of literally yeah. everything. In the story is like a character wants something, they try to get it, and either they get it or they don't. But sometimes we're not concerned if they got it or not because the character changed. You know what I mean? And that's what we are really rooting for. Mm-hmm. And so the structure is typically present in everything. And I think it lo- seems like the stylistic of the camera work and cinematography, as well as the actual writing of the characters, mm-hmm. is what really can make you feel like you watch something like, oh, this is kind of different. But it does still follow the same hooks to get you in. Absolutely. 100%. It follows the same the same type of structure. But you're right. The camera work and all of these, all, you know, all of these tools, filmmaking tools yeah. can elevate it. Mm-hmm. Or it can kind of leave it. It's like, oh, I've seen this mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Or sometimes it, it's doing too much. And you're like, sometimes it's really we don't try, need all these like close-up shots on, yeah. you know, comedy or whatever it is. Or not on comedy, but like. Um, you know, people are trying to like show you everything they can do, like with their angles and stuff, and it's yeah. like, all right. Yeah, and, and then you, because ultimately, the story I, not even good enough for all that. <laughs> well, well, I'm about to say, ultimately, ultimately, the thing that we really, really care about is the story. Mm-hmm. Like, ultimate, like I feel like that's just like a natural thing. And so when you start doing all that mm-hmm. other shit, it distracts you from it the story. Distracts you from the story. Mm-hmm. So now you like again, it goes back to now. I don't even know what this is about anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. where you, you know, what I'm saying. So I think, and that that brings you back to you gotta have a solid script. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If, this, if, this, if the script is really, really solid, then you have a roadmap. You know my story's my story's locked. Like I got a, yeah. I got a great story. So start with that script um, and and uh, and learn structure. <laughs> no, I think that that's super helpful. Um, do you have any like lessons learned or things um, throughout your journey and like maybe if through your first short through now, like working into your first feature? Yeah, that might be helpful for other writers or people getting into filmmaking. Yeah, I would say. Um, so when you do write, like let people read it. Something I've I found, like when I meet people, they're they're very uh, timid about letting people read their work in a way that's, mm-hmm. in a way that's like, kind of like a turn, for lack of a better phrase, turn off. It's like kind of weird. They're like, I don't know if people should read it, but it's like, yeah. I mean, yes, people can might can take your idea, but if you don't let anybody read your work, I don't know what you're doing then. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. so. I'm real anti that because I, I feel like in our communities, especially too, uh, I see a lot more fear of, of putting your ideas out there because you think somebody's going to take it. Yeah. And what I found is like most people are lazy as hell and nobody's yeah. going to do this shit. Like yeah. nobody's going to take it. Nobody's going to do nothing with it. Yeah. And half the time you end up sitting on it and you see some, somebody else do it while you didn't do nothing. Exactly. Even if they did take it, they're not you also. Like, so the, yeah, but shame. they're not going to take it. Like, but period. They're, they're not, not going to yeah. take it. Like people all the time if you tweet ideas. I'm like, oh, man, delete this. Like nobody's going to do this shit. Nobody's going to take it. The thing is, to let people read and your you, work. Yeah, and you need real you people need, feedback, and you need and, to and, be and that's the watch your ego too. I'm sure. Exactly, and that's what I was g- gonna get at. Is like you need the feedback. You know what I'm saying? You need other eyes. You need diverse perspectives. You know what I'm saying? To to make sure the story is the, is the best it could be. So like when I first did like to, to your question of like what are some things I learned when I first did Hoop Dreaming? I probably let maybe two people read it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I can imagine after you know, years of doing this and now collaborating with more and more people and seeing mm-hmm. how a project just grows and grows. I'm like, damn, like what if I had let, you know, 10 people read it? Like, I don't, I don't know mm-hmm. what it could have be- become. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's one thing for sure. Let people read your work. Don't be afraid to collaborate. Um, you know, like I said, don't let, uh, don't let money stop you. You know what I mean? Like 
find ways to do it, whether you're bartering with friends or whether you are calling in favors or just trying to tap into your network. Just Can I ask about yeah, yeah. that? Yeah, go ahead. So I think it's a weird thing about the what you choose to call your favors on and how do you know you're at that point where, like, I'm I'm confident enough in this that, you know, this is the one I want to call those favors mm, in because I feel like you question. get, like, a good, you know, one time where maybe somebody's going to help you, yeah. but even thinking about some of the people who are my peers in filmmaking, right, like, you know, they're not Steven Spielberg yet, but they're now at the point, too, where they're like, man, I can't, you know, just help everybody. And I yeah. can't really do certain things. Or if this isn't going to, and not to be selfish, but, like, if it's not going to help me, like, you know, I don't want to miss days of paying jobs and other things. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know, how do you know if they're like, this is the one? Yeah. I, well, <laughs> because for, if it ain't, yeah. If it ain't, yeah. For, I mean, I don't know if there's a, I don't know if there's a way to know 100% for sure. But what I will say is for me. I think I'm I'm like a, a planner, like a heavy, mm-hmm. heavy planner. Like I always got a strategy. I always got a plan. And I, I that's another thing I see people just kind of doing shit. Like people that just move out here and don't really even have a plan. Um, okay. Yeah, I know. They, they, Talking they, about me. They, 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 I, mean, <laughs> I didn't really need a plan. I just. <laughs> I mean, if you don't need a plan, that's that's, that's cool. If you if you are, but me, I'm like I'm kind of like a, I kind of move on my own back. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't have I don't really have people to, to like to lean on so I, I have to be like mm-hmm. that like I have to plan because I know I'm gonna be somewhere sleeping on the sleeping on the street mm-hmm. if I don't make that plan and so uh but getting to your to your question I think if you have a project and you have an intention with that project mm-hmm. right and you know the plan for the project at least for me that made me really comfortable with calling in mm-hmm. favors because I know yeah. I have a I'm like yo you gotta be sold enough on it to really have enthusiasm to tell other people because I think a lot of times like you said before some people you know, also are scared to talk about their projects and stuff. And even me sometimes, like, because you're, like, not all the way, like, confident about your own stuff. But it's, like, if you're not, then why do you want people to help you on this anyway? Exactly. If you're not confident on on it, why why should I Mm -hmm. be, right? But I think once you are confident and once you have a strategy or a plan, you can approach anybody with that confidence. And I also think having a strategy or plan gives you confidence because you're, like, because you kind of know where you're headed. It's, like, I'm not just doing this project just to do it. Like, I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to get this, and that's going to do that. What right? type of plan are you making for th- these type of projects? So, for Hoop Dreaming, my plan was to get into USC. I was like, look, oh. I'm going to make this film. It's going to be dope as fuck, and I'm going to get into school. I'm going to get a full ride, and then I'm going to make mm-hmm. a feature film. Boom. And, and you see what I'm saying? Like, three years. And so, I could go to people and call in favors and be like, and be like, yo, this is this is the plan, right? And it wasn't like, don't get me wrong, it's not like I called in a favor for like a million dollars. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I literally yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. bro, let me lo- use your house to shoot. Yeah. Or I had a fraternity brother who uh, worked at the YMCA. Mm-hmm. Yo, let me shoot at the YMCA. Like it was more so for like locations. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I just mm-hmm. called up people like. Use your that's, connections. That's a, use your network. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's a small. Maintain that's your a, network so you a, can do that. That's a small Absolutely. ask. You know what I'm saying? That's not a huge ask. It's a small ask if you've been like in contact with Warm them and i feel contact. like a lot of times yeah, sometimes call nobody you ain't talk to it from you know what I'm saying? From <laughs> hospital, like yo i got this project yeah. you know what i'm saying but I, went, I think that's part of the plan too though is like being intentional about you know maintaining it because i think especially in the arts like you can be in your own world and writing and doing stuff and then it's like you know where yeah, have people you, been this whole time yeah and people probably called you for a few favorites too yeah yeah people have called me <laughs> i'm laughing because I just got a call yesterday, <laughs> and I was just like, "Bruh," but uh, but yeah, it it some outlandish. Shit. <laughs> it's like, "Bruh," like, um, but no, people, 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 yeah, people call me, and it's all, and it's, it's all, you know, what I'm saying it's love. If it's love, it's love, yeah. and so it's like, it's, yeah. it's, it's whatever. But and also about maintaining relationships, like, like you said, being intentional about that. Like, who are you? What's the company you keeping? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um. I think I think that's just as important, and so yeah, not I'm not I'm not talking huge favors, but just yeah, can I use your spot to film, or can I, 
you know what I'm saying? Asking people to work is tough, but what I will say, at least for me, it's like it's trading. Like you work on my project, I'll work on your project. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So at, at that at that point, it's not necessarily a favor. And I heard you mention something that's key where you're like, you know people who are everybody's kind of like in there. You're trying to level up and it's like you don't you want to work with people you know too, but you also need to have space to move up. And I think that's okay. And I mm-hmm. think sometimes when 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 you're when you're when you're not the one who's like kind of kind of inching out there, you could probably feel a little hurt by it. like, damn, you're not trying to look out. But I, I think you got to understand that every like I can't help you if I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get that's to where I'm trying to go. Yeah. Like now you can bring people in. You exactly. See what I'm, you see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. as long as you and that's something I'm big on is like as long as you know that your people solid, then trust that. And, and I think that's something people have to know about you because then they won't that. hate on it. If like, oh, do yeah. your thing because exactly. You know, Cause hit me up you, when you need yeah. a PA or whatever. Because you know, I know you got me and I got you. A hundred percent. You got to know your people solid, and that's what I. I'm like, yo. I'm solid, and I know I'm solid. So as long as everybody's solid, we all gonna be good. I'm not tripping if somebody. That's good. If yeah. I know they solid, I'm not tripping because they. Everybody kind of has to get there to mm-hmm. to kind of to to pick you up. So and, uh, and Issa Ray, Ray actually said this is like so it's okay with like just working with people like laterally, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. If your if your friend is starting to like do this, and now you're like, yo, can you can you act in this skit I'm trying to do? Mm-hmm. And they're like, bro, I. I'm on TV now. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm not, I can't act. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's that's a real, that's a legitimate thing. Like but Sometimes you can't, but yeah, and I've seen that as well with some of my friends who are talent. Now it's like they're a lot more conscious about what else are they doing because they don't want to look like, oh, I'm on TV, but I'm also doing this. So like, you know, people from the outside they're might think, oh, you're still struggling. Yeah, or exactly. trying to build yeah. a brand. Brand is yeah. everything, especially in today's like celebrity oh, worship yeah. type market. <laughs> like brand is everything. And mm-hmm. so I get that. And mm-hmm. so th- to, to be honest, if I, if I, or not even if like I people I see doing really really well, that's just inspiration. It's like bet. Mm-hmm. Let me get my shit together. Mm-hmm. So because I know when I get there, I'm super good because I already got people mm-hmm. right there who gonna mm-hmm. fuck with me. So I get it together. Yeah, oh, mother. <laughs> get it together. Shout out DMV area or DC specifically because yes. I made sure like what neighborhood. Yes, yes, please, please. Shout Northeast. out uh, Edgewood, One Deuce, Langham <laughs> Park. You know what I'm saying. I don't wow. know, man. I just knew we had a bunch of kids from Banneker at OU, and it was a thing, apparently. Yeah, they used, yeah, they used, to, come, too. They used to come recruit. Oh, for real? Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Okay. What's up? <laughs> I'm you, it was, I swear a third of Elon was from D.C., Maryland area. <laughs> um, another thing I want to ask you about as far as your lessons learned throughout this, how have you been able to balance filmmaking and whatever you need to do to survive? Have you been able to work in the industry as well? Um, is it one of those things where are you looking for connections to work on a set or like if you are working in the industry or if you're not, I'm not sure. Um, like kind of what are you looking for as far as being able to totally immerse? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, last year I was working at Spring Hill Entertainment, uh, okay. in, in development, um, which is LeBron James film company. So okay. I got an ch- opportunity. So in development, that's your main key as far as the writing creative process, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, my, I'm definitely a writer, so I'm like you wouldn't be a camera op and stuff like that necessarily. Be, I okay. Be a camera op. Okay. Um, I, I'm not calling myself. This is what I, they classify me as as talent. Like I'm a because mm-hmm. I'm a writer director, but development is something that I love. Like I mm-hmm. love absolutely love the development process, like the ideating and the breaking yeah. story and mm-hmm. you know co- and, and pitching like that. That I really really love. So that so that was dope. Um, and I got to meet a ton of great people and um help with like Space Jam too, which mm-hmm. they just they just wrapped. Um. Right now I'm at Matador. I actually just got hired at Matador Content um, to work to work in de- development as well. Oh good. Through the, okay. Uh, in the, the end of the semester, so those are probably the only two like 
job, you know, mm-hmm. like nine to five jobs. I like to hear that though, like to be able to work in a, at least a space that's kind of adjacent or that makes sense. Oh, because yeah, of course in LA, a lot of people, um, you know, it's like they're trying to make their own content and that's their own saying. stories, but you're also not in the certain relationship circles to really like mean. get everything moving as much as you yeah. want to, too. I was there when I was teaching. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Exact, yeah. Exact same. But you got to make stuff, but it's like. No, nah, for sure. I, I've been I've been very blessed and very fortunate to be able to really 100% focus on being creative. I mean, along with school, um, school kind of afforded me that opportunity because I did receive the scholarship. Yeah. I was able to like also <laughs> live and like so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm able to really just focus on being creative. Um, but yeah, I mean th- those those gigs were, were dope. And then sometimes I pick up gigs like like for example, I was AD on a you know on a gig I just mm-hmm. did um, that was executive produced by Ben Corey Jones, or I was. Uh, you know, I was script soup on a okay, cool. on a on a on a, on a uh, every time I talk to Nick, he's doing something else for somebody <laughs> else. Yeah, this is what I want to know about because even like um like with some of our friends that we were talking about and Dama that we talked about a few episodes ago or with in a couple of episodes ago, um you know it's like as they're building up teams too, it's like well what what people can work together like if you've done some work ading or you know whatever it is like yeah. it's always just trying to pull people together for that. Absolutely, you want to get a solid team. Mm-hmm. Um, that project I was. Uh, helping a helping a classmate that's super dope. She directed it, Latia Solomon. Shout mm-hmm. out to her. Um, it's called Decipher. So that's the one that Ben uh, EP'd. That was dope. Um, but I'm but I'm also not an AD though. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a writer director, yeah. which I love to meet cinematographers, editors. Mm-hmm. Yo, editor seems like the hardest thing. Everybody, be, I need one. To, I got to call <laughs> no, one on Friday. No, like. a, a bomb, a bomb black editor. Would be yeah. would be dope yeah. to find. No, I, yeah, I know a couple out here. Would be dope to find some who are kind of like trying to hustle to get some work, and then yeah. some who are like yeah. High Williams type shit, but that's yeah, like yeah. different levels. But yeah, no, that would that would be really dope to find. Um, that's what you need for sure. Editor, cinematographer. Uh, I mean, really, like I said, really all of it. Set it work. Like you need you need across the board. Um, but a, a black editor would be mm-hmm. really dope, to, really really dope to find. Um, and so yeah, I've been able to find work like that. You know what I mean? Um, you know. Just, just random gigs that are that are yeah. kind of posted, or even directing gigs that somebody mm-hmm. like yo t- might tap me to direct a commercial or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, it's, it's definitely ways. It's definitely ways to do it, but none of it. I don't think any of that comes without the, whatever you want to do. If it's writing, directing, editing, like you just have to do something first so that people will give you that job. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, and so that you got you gotta you gotta know that, and you gotta have the attitude of like yo, I'm just gonna do it for myself, and then and and, and then just work your way up. Yeah. What do you think is the key of what you possess inside of you that has been what's what's helped you get all your opportunities? Like, is it really like, yo, I'm just a super fire writer? <laughs> or is it relationships? You're planning? What would you say? Uh, uh, Yeah, planning, being intentional. Um, Not the skills. I, I don't. You say what? <laughs> Not the skills. I mean, the, the, the skill. Well, you know what they say, right? They say that, uh, like, hard. what is it? Hard works beats. Talent, talent. talent doesn't work. Yeah, hard. you know what I'm saying. Like, I so I mm-hmm. definitely the skills for sure. Like, mm-hmm. I I am a fire writer. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, but I I think just to the the question of like what is it? What's that mm-hmm. drive? Or what is that? That drive really from? helps you get the wins. You know what I'm yeah. saying. Like I don't I, I don't know. I'm I'm just like I don't take no for an answer a lot. I'm audacious. That's probably mm-hmm. the best word. Audacious. Like audacious mean. Oh you gotta, damn, my water's over there. I'm sorry. No, you good. You gotta <laughs> be you gotta be audacious. And what that means is like, go for the shit that you. Like you gotta know that you deserve everything. Mm. Mm. I deserve everything, and so I'm coming for everything because it's. I like that. that. I deserve it, and so you gotta be. You know who's audacious, and this is kind of a segue, but like Taylor, Taylor Toynes. Oh yeah, 
Absolutely. Man, sh- we shouted out Taylor before, too. Yeah, you got to be yeah. audacious. You got to be like. For Oak Cliff in Dallas. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to be like, um, you got to be like, that's mine. And I'm mm-hmm. coming to get it. And you got to, mm-hmm. to be honest, and it's a little bit, uh, not braggadocious. What is the word? Uh, it's a little bit like, not arrogant. Uh, but there's another word, another word for Egotistic. Nah, no, no. And now you getting now you, now you <laughs> taking some jabs. The other side. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know where you're going with this. No, 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 I don't no. know. But but it's it's a little bit like, I guess I guess you could use the word arrogant. But I, I think you talking about like good arrogant, like when you're like, confident. yeah, I'm on mine. Like, like this like is a, mine. Like a, like a step above confidence. Yeah, like a good arrogant. But I think the thing about arrogance is like you still got to be humble. Like if I meet mm. anybody, I'm gonna still be I'm gonna still be humble. You know what I'm saying? But you got to know that about yourself. And what I was gonna say was a lot of that again comes from like <laughs> that that rap shit. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> that because I tell all the people. All you gotta t- have a good talk, but you gotta be able to back it up. You gotta be able to back. But it up. if you can back it up and you never talk about yourself, like you're still in obscurity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is the conversations that I tend to have with a lot of creative people is that they're real, like either, you know, like in the corner with their work and their yeah, work is yeah. so great, but it's like, bro, like yeah, what you doing? Put it out there, yeah. Yeah, but what you doing? So, yeah, you just gotta go get it. You gotta again be audacious. That's the word. That's the word I'm going with. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, at the end we do a shout out, but. Today we are shouting you out. So oh, is there dope. anything you want to share? It sounds like you might want to meet a dope black editor. Um, but anything mm-hmm. like about your feature film, what you got going you on? Need the people to look at anything yeah, any to support sites? you. Yeah, I mean, um, so so uh, my website is uh, thenickbrooks.com. Um, Can you spell that for us? Yeah, so t h e n i c k b r o o k s dot com, and. Uh, that's where you can find my work. That's where you could follow what I'm doing. Um, a lot of times, sometimes I'm casting or or looking, you know, looking for editors or you know trying to crew up on a project. Mm-hmm. So definitely uh, link with me on there. Um, we were born kings. I'm trying to claim it. You know what I'm saying? Coming trying to, to you. claim it or you claiming I'm, I'm, it? I'm, I'm claiming it. You know, uh, I'm really excited about the project. Really excited about the story. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would just say link with me on 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 the website. Uh, kind of follow the movement, see what we're doing, um, and yeah. Social you, media. Uh, so Instagram is Ben B E N underscore Kenobi K E N O B E. Um, Twitter, you know, same, all of that. Uh, follow me on there. I actually, I don't have Instagram right now. I had to lying, man. What's <laughs> the second time we caught you up on some <laughs> shit, man? Lying, right? Uh, so, you so dead if you hit, if you hit me, talking about look up Ben Kenobi. I'm say, no, not I'm there. You, you, you can look it up. <laughs> not I'm found. I'm there. I'm there. You going? You, you gonna, just ain't doing nothing. You going to peep me? I'm just not doing nothing. Okay. I don't. I don't like okay. having it on my phone right now. But uh, <laughs> that's real. You got to take a break sometimes. We got to talk about that in the next episode. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you gotta. I'm trying to lock in. You know what yeah. I'm saying? This is this. I realized that like again, this year is like it's a lot of big shit. I'm, I'm trying to do like I'm graduating in May. It's about hey. you know what I'm saying. It's like I gotta, I gotta roll right into it. Like it's it's, it's nonstop. Yeah. You gotta do a, a a good job of balancing relationships and like being a little mixy yeah. and also like getting your stuff done. Like yeah, yeah, you do. You gotta you, find what that's works. That's a hard line right to figure you. out, yeah. and sometimes it changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. Um, sometimes you gotta go dark for a minute, and like sometimes you do, or you know what I'm saying. I, I hate to say it, but sometimes you, the people you fucking with is the people that you're working with. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, like. Oh, true, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's kind of how I've been rocking is, like, the people, I mean, I'm still. The real people know what's going on. You know and what I'm so saying? everybody else is whatever. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I kind of feel like that lately, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, the people I'm. Like, I'm, I'm talking to you, and you know what's going on. Exactly. The mm-hmm. people I'm rocking with, we on the, we all on the same page. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We might link, and we might go to a ball or something, but 
we still gonna be talking about this the script yep. or the story. We're still we gonna still be breaking story. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And that's that's another really cool thing about being, but kind of like living in your passion and, and, and living in your mm-hmm. purpose is like it don't feel. I mean, I'm sure to get to a point where it will start to feel like work because that's just the nature of, of life, maybe. But at least like it doesn't feel like work; it just feels like life. You know what, what I'm saying? You're excited to do. It's like work. It, it becomes yeah. a lifestyle more so than like a job, and so. It, it feels good, like, being in that space and having the people around me that I really fuck with and that I really love, we all are kind of doing the same thing. So there is no – I don't really have that that dissonance. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you came on. Um, you seem like a cool person. I'd like to hang out sometime. True, true. Not like, <laughs> look, I'll shoot my shot on the podcast. <laughs> no, not, we should uh, hang out sometime. Have I, you seen uh, – <laughs> I've already been I've already been telling him about Damo, so. No, like, I really appreciate the invite. I'm about to invite him to the movies. Right. Um and um hopefully um we have people who listen like learn some things or or something has sparked about like your work ethic or your creativity or whether it was the structure um he told you where you can reach out to him even though he's not on instagram for real and that will shoot me shoot me an email (laughs) yeah and and i'm i've had like i well again i just said i'm I'm going i'm going (laughs) dark but in the past, I have, you know, people that reach out like, yo, can we grab lunch or something to talk mm, about? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. So I'm, I'm open to emails. Um, just just hit me up. That's yeah. cool, man. And and look forward to seeing what happens with the festivals. The best right. with oh, all yeah. of that. Y'all see y'all at, yeah. At, yo, y'all I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm ready. Keep up with that. I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we end every every week with a question of the week. Lex, you got a question or you want me to ask the one out the top of my head? Mm-mm. No, ma'am. Oh, if you, do you have one off the top yep. of your head? Yep, got you. Okay. Um, blank is my superpower. We did that before. We did? Yeah. Okay, well, the second one in my head is, <laughs> what are some things that bring me joy? Okay. Like, for yourself, and you can answer. Bring me joy? Mm-hmm. Um, I really love freedom. And mm-hmm. so, by that, I mean being able to do whatever the fuck I want to do when I want to do it makes me extremely happy. Yeah. Um, And I know that there might be, like, a, a cheat code answer, but, like, literally, if I want to just... Cause I, you know, I don't go out. I don't go out a lot. I don't do a lot. But if I just want to sit home, I can sit home. If I want to go shopping, I go shopping. Like, but just having like the freedom to kind of move however I want to move makes yeah. me makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's something that's easy to kind of take for granted too. Hundred percent. I mean, because we look. So a lot of us kind of live like that, but it's like you feel more stressed than if you look at it from that perspective. Yeah, because we gotta. We're trying to, you know, make ends meet or do whatever <coughs> mm-hmm. we gotta do. And if you if you really analyze it, it's it's hard to it's hard to be free. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, and that's something. And it, you know, I actually disagree with that, but okay. I'm gonna let that cook. Yeah. I about to say we could rock on it. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> like, uh, what about you? What brings um, you joy? For me, I'm gonna give a simple answer. I'm gonna say uh, something I just realized like last week. My fresh flowers and my roses, like, when I go over to the grocery store and get my bouquet, like, I try to keep a bouquet in my vase out there. Like, I notice on those days are always my best days because I'm always like, yo, like, they smell so good. I'm like, I feel better, like, looking at my flowers being around. I'll stop and take my breaks and, like, smell the flowers. And just the idea of, like, you know, I didn't, nobody sent them to me. I just went and got them. I'm, like, taking care of myself. I always feel, like, in a really good mood, like, when I get my flowers and, and have those around. So I noticed that that's something that really, like, makes me feel good. I love that. Like, I'm not, feel like I'm depending on anything else or any person yeah. or whatever. Just adding, like, color literally and mm-hmm. figuratively to your life. Mm-hmm. For me, um, I do two simple things. So, one is sunshine. So, just mm. sitting outside, like, being <laughs> able just to mm-hmm. enjoy some sunshine. But the second one is, like, fresh out the shower, like, oh, like, lotioned up, getting into clean sheets. <laughs> it's, like, the best thing. And it is just the small little joys of life. Yeah. But it is so nice to be fresh and clean and all that straight mm-hmm. into, like, freshly clean sheets. Yeah, that's dope. It's so nice. 
That is good. Thank you, Nick Brooks, for being with us. Shout out to Nick. Um, We'll have to catch up again in the future, see where you are. Um, Absolutely. Let's do it. Bye, y'all. Peace.